chuckling. <laughs> Make this the, the intro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't do that. I love it when you guys talk to me in post. Mason! 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 Yeah. out. We are anime. All right, all right, all right. So, Elden fucking ring, boys. How are you guys doing in it? Um, I am doing. I'm trash. (laughs) This guy is trash. Apparently, (laughs) I'm doing a lot of things. Um, having a lot of health is not one of them. Let me tell you that much. Okay, so I'm not alone. No, no, absolutely yes. not. Not in this series. I am a hundred percent a glass cannon. Um, I have a, a, Ooh, a, a level seventy mage build, um, and I specialize in throwing rocks at people. I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing dresses. <laughs> I'm wearing dresses. <laughs> Mason, who are you stuck on right now? Um, Melina. Melina. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a known thing with the internet right now. She's got stupid fast moves and she heals herself when she hits. Yeah, you. Okay, so say. like describe it towards like a Dark Souls enemy from three. Uh, like the Abyss Watcher on crack. Ooh, oh, fuck. Man. It's just and she's he said on crack. Yeah, <laughs> and he was already fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got like twelve copies of himself coming. Her second form, yeah. you get to see her boob. Ooh, really? Yeah. A like, tit. A one tit. I don't skip that cuts thing. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I don't even remember where I'm at right now. I'm level... You're perpetually lost. Yeah, I'm perpetually lost. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much just wander the entire game. I thought I was the inebriated one here. No, 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 no. When I when what it comes you to my build is uh, a strength endurance build. Like I'm a I'm a fucking tank. He's a unga bunga. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunga build. I got You're the thick boy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've got boy. I've got a giant ice sword that pretty much uh, has a flip with it. Uh, whose sword it is? It's the, the uh, Wolfman Blade. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. So I've got his sword, and uh, I just beat. What boss was that? That was the uh, desert guy. Rodan. Uh, Rodan. Rodan, yeah, yeah. Just, we just beat Rodan. I haven't really played since, you know. Work's been kind of kicking my ass, but honestly, uh, Rodan is was probably the most badass fucking fight I've ever seen in Elden Ring, and yeah. I am so impressed with this it game, cool. graphic graphics yeah. wise. I mean, it's not. Yes. It has like the Souls feel, but it's not a Souls game, and you can kind of tell, but at the same time, it definitely has that nostalgic feel while you're playing it. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. So to kick this show off, this is, and now I mention everything, I want to thank everybody for coming in and tuning into our episodes. You guys are awesome. Keep on listening and sharing. I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. And I am Raleigh Wallen. Really willing? Really, really willing. Really willing. And to his left is your boy Mason. And then and we, to his left <laughs> is Mason. And then we have a uh, longtime friend of the show, uh, Dakota Justice. He is a YouTuber, and we are excited to have him on the show. 
I appreciate being here, guys. You know, I, as Tyler knows, I've been excited for this moment for a while, so I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, we've been trying Absolutely. to. Absolutely, we've been trying We're to plan excited this, to have you. We've been trying to plan this episode for a while now. We just keep hitting road bumps and trying to get our life, uh, man. Yeah, dude, trying to get all of our episodes that we had pre-recorded, you know, out the door, so we can start getting people into the studio. We're gonna start having more people onto the shows. Breath time. All right, so let's fucking talk about our personal experiences with this series. I want to talk. I want to first talk about my first experiences with Dark Souls. Uh, it was, say, if you if you wouldn't mind telling me, what is Dark Souls as a series? Oh, uh, Dark Souls. It is literally probably one of the hardest, most frustrating games you'll ever play. Um, it is a game where if you die, you lose everything. And there you is get, only one strategy to it, and that is. Be good. Get good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say quit the game. Yeah. <laughs> Take your PlayStation two... out into the road and shoot it a bunch. There's two strategies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. It's either you give the fuck up or you get good. There is no one, two ways about it. Unless you're a fucking uh, Bloodborne beginner like me, whenever I first started playing Dark Souls and their, their series, Bloodborne was the first game I actually sat down and played, and I became best fucking friends with the circle button. I am a rolling fool, man. That's right. Uh, but yeah, my first ex my first experience with Dark Souls was probably uh, when I want to say it was like two thousand something, fifteen maybe, and I was living with Mason and Riley, and Mason's sitting on the couch, bumming it out, playing this what looks like a medieval ass game, and I'm like, oh, this looks cool, and he's like, you want to try it? And I'm like. You know, fuck it, let's do it. So I sat down and died by the first enemy about a hundred different times before I threw the controller and said, fuck this entire game. And then I jumped onto Bloodborne and I fell in love and then Mason and then you me. got it's like a hit it's like a hit of crack you're like I'll never do that again and then you're just <laughs> thinking about it you're just like man I want to play that again I don't, know, I don't know why I like the abuse but I definitely am coming back for more being be nice if I had some more of that abuse. Maybe I'll kill him this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna kill a skeleton boy that should die in like two hits, but doesn't because I'm fucking terrible oh at this God. game. But uh, what about you, Riley? What was your first experience with the Dark Souls series? Uh, so my first experience is I um, Mason telling me it's a pretty hard game, and I'm like, it cannot be that hard. And I was like, oh, let me go ahead and try it anyways. And within the last thirty seconds. After I started playing, I died like six times. <laughs> Immediately regretted picking up the sticks. And then I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, honestly, Dark Souls is just a giant kick in the nuts for anybody that doesn't know what the fuck they're walking into. I mean, you, Mason, you started with Dark Souls 1, right? Actually, I was going to say, uh, I started with Demon Souls, and that was before I even, that was before I even knew what From Software was or any of the anything. I remember... Uh, there was a store back in the day called Family Video. Who used to go there and rent Ooh. games? Yeah, I remember seeing it there. Old. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're dating ourselves, but <laughs> no, I I remember going in the Family Video, and I, I used to just like same thing I do with records. I like just kind of buy based on like the cover and look at the you back. do that, and that's really you know? cool. Yeah, and Demon Souls on the front of it, it has like a knight, and it's yep. like all like kind of weird and dark and shit. I rented that game and I played it for like three hours, and then I returned it the next day because I had no idea what the fuck was going on, and I couldn't get past the first boss because they literally just. It's like that's the typical FromSoft thing is they'll just drop you in the world, say nothing, tell you nothing, figure it out. Yeah, and, and, and normally you go through like nine or ten enemies that you that you keep killing to figure out how to actually fucking play the game, and then it's boss like oh yeah, th right away. This was before like the wikis were a thing too, so I had no help. <laughs> you know, it was just me trying to figure I'm it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking I honestly love 
I love that fact about Dark Souls. Uh, who is the first boss that you fought in Dark Souls 3? Uh, Gondor? Uh, Gundir. Gundir. Gundir, the, the... It's the fake Gundir. It's the dragon Gundir guy. Yeah, and he, he it's like you fight like maybe six or seven bad guys, and you're dropped immediately into, into this the boss in, fight. intense-ass fight, and it's it's incredible. Uh, Dakota, what about you, man? What What's your experience with the, the Soulsborne series? So the Bloodborne, I really did like like the whole like like steampunk kind of feel to it i definitely like bloodborne better than dark souls as much as people Ooh. might hate me for that comment uh just because like the like dark souls was like the adult version and bloodborne was a little bit more you know training goes back on instead of just dark souls where they hey here's a spawn point go walk 10 feet forward and then die i was like, gonna say a know, lot of people have said that too is like bloodborne is like the light dark souls well yeah yeah it's like with Blood, uh, no, not Bloodborne. Dark Souls. Like I spawned, and then somehow I fell off. And I, this is Dark Souls One. I fell off like a mountain into a graveyard. Like every time, I guess I just kept wandering the wrong way. And yeah, you went to the left. You're not supposed to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the only way I could find people. I kept wandering around to find a graveyard. Like, oh, I have to go here. Yeah. This is where I'm meant to be every single time. And then after like ten deaths, I was like, yeah, I quit. Yeah, see, uh, when uh, when Riley sat me down, he's like, oh, there's this game called Bloodborne. It's literally Dark Souls, but you get guns. I was like, go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go on. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was honestly a pretty pretty intense game. Uh, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. People have definitely quoted it as it being the masterpiece of the Dark Souls Bloodborne series. Um, it's honestly a good footstep into the Dark Souls Soulsborne yes trilogy world type thing you get a good gist of it you don't you're not so reliant on a shield you're not so reliant on all this other stuff like magic like you're you're using a cannon and you're using a sword that's what you need to focus on and Mm -hmm. uh, roll is very prevalent in that game and that's uh, honestly from from that game on i have been a role master. I mean, I, I, I duck, dodge, dip, dive, and dodge (laughs) constantly when i'm playing this fucking game man um so we're going to dive into From Software's history. Uh, I, I did a deep dive on this company, and I am honestly blown away. Uh, so From Software is a game dev company from Japan known for their challenging and creative games on the market. Originally founded on November 1st, 1986, funny enough, they didn't start with games. They started with office productivity software. They switched businesses around in 1992 from when they learned about the PS1. From Software already worked on CDs, so it wasn't an expensive change. Their first title was a little-known game called Kingsfield. Kingsfield was released on December 16, 1994, 13 days after the PlayStation 1 dropped in Japan. Kingsfield, in a nutshell, is the first step into the mar- uh, making of Dark Souls. Few NPCs, not a lot of dialogue, dark colors, and mainly combative-style uh, game. Kingsfield was one of uh, was followed up with Kingsfield Two, and Kingsfield Two was followed up by Kingsfield Three, but was renamed Kingsfield Two in America because they were not releasing it in America. It's at like all. the Final Fantasy thing; they had to renumber, renumber it, basically. Yeah, so pretty say, much. I actually have the technical Kingsfield Three. Have you? Have you? Okay, so you you have the American version of it. Yes. Have you played it? No. 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 Uh, all these collectors. Not ready man. for that. Belongs I, on the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a nice, it's a nice little staple in, in this game's company's uh, history. I did have Kingsfield too at one point too. 
That's like the Japanese version of it, or no, the American version. So they did actually release. Um, yes, hundred percent. One and two. One actually had two separate releases in America. In America. That's, That's so wild. Weird. Yeah, it had a long box version and a small box version for PS One. What's what's a long bo- box, short box? Is that- long box version is like what you would. I mean, it's it's like the same size. I was like gonna a Sega say Saturn it's basically one. what you would. It's described as as a long box game. That's that's wild. I didn't I didn't know that that games. I mean, you're a collector, so I I mean, you know more about this. I mean, both of you are yeah. collectors, so there's a lot of stuff about gaming that I honestly had no fucking clue about. So on July 10th, 1997, the first Armored Core was released, which quickly pushed the company to the next level. Armored Core was a game where you uh, you piloted mechs, uh, fought other pilots, and it lacked in the story, kind of like Dark Souls, where there is a story, but very vague. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it's one hell of a game. I, mean, I actually I, played Armored Core before any of the Souls. Really? Yep. So that was your first step known into That was my the... first FromSoft game, I think, was the Armored Core 2, I think. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. That, uh, I, I didn't I didn't really uh, play any of the Armored Cores until I believe it was the last Raven, and I was absolutely blown away. Uh, the next game to come out was a game called Shadow Tower. It was released in 1998. It was basically Kingsfield, but with different skins, but you were in a tower the entire time. What? Yeah, they had a twist. For the first time, for from, from Software, you could use shields, and your equipment had a durability. Most of the games from Kingsfield... You could up- equip the shield, but it accounted towards your defense durability instead of your actual, you know, prior right. use. Like uh, other companies were adding shields, but you'd actually use them. This is the first game that actually had shields that you could use. Um, and there was the 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 a durability uh, aspect of the whole game, and that's that later became a Souls thing. I mean, right? It was in Souls one and two where yeah. your equipment had a durability. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. In Souls 2, it was actually they actually had swamps where it was like you could you'd want it would, instead of it being like lava or poison, it would just be like wet, uh, durability degradation, and then it would just break your armor and stuff. I see. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I don't. I don't really remember Souls 2 that much. Um, I I know that they had the durability that that always frustrates me in games. If I have something. Don't fucking let it break. <laughs> Don't break it. Yeah. I, I fucking worked hard for that, dude. And you're going to sit here and break it. And it's Souls 2. Once you broke it, it was gone forever. Right? No, no, no. You just had to go to the blacksmith. See, what game? But you couldn't use it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't use it anymore. You had to go to the blacksmith and pay for him to fix it. So uh, after Shadow Tower was Echo Knight, a horror game released on August 30th, 1999. A very strange game from this company. A vast amount of puzzles with no weapons other than a Freddy Frazberry mechanic that had you turn on the lights to defeat the spirits that roam the haunted boat that you're on. Also, uh, this was their first game on a multiple ending depending on how you played. So kind of like how Dark Souls later became. You know, these are like little tiny footsteps. I was going to say this is right direction to yeah, the quote-unquote I mean, masterpiece series. You know, and that's that's what's wild. I mean, they have a few games like Armored Core, Cookies and Cream that step off the path. But, I mean, a lot of these games are just precursors. I mean, Kingsfield is just nothing but a precursor to Dark Souls. Um, I Honestly, I agree with that mostly, but I will say Armored Core actually helped Dark Souls combat a lot because Armored Core is so fast, and it's all about the yes. combat. So, oh. they, so they definitely implemented parts of that series into... 
the Souls series. Yeah, and, and that's that's the that's the craziest part is that like all these games are just stepping stones. They learn so, something from them all. Yeah, yep. they they have great takeaway. Uh, Echo Night Two, Lord's Nightmare was strangely enough not not much information on this title. Uh, with the launch of the PlayStation Two coming from software, wanted to spice up their catalog uh, by releasing a new title, Eternal Ring. Eternal Ring was released on October 24, 2000, a few days after the American launch of the PS2. Eternal Ring was a magic-heavy game with some pretty rough reviews. Praise for its graphics and story, but absolutely shit on for being another Kingsfield clone. <laughs> now, with every masterpiece company, there comes a piece of shit that comes with this. And here we are. We are at the piece of shit for this show. Is it the bunnies? It is not. Oh. It is not. <laughs> it, it gets way worse. It gets way worse before it gets better. From Software doesn't have this exclusion. They always, I mean, with every game company, there's always that steaming pile of shit that they try to hide from the light of day. This one, they didn't try to hide so much. The game was called Evergrace. It was released on October 26, 2000. The game proved to be too ambitious and would have to be remade for the PlayStation 2. Reviews were not good. The bad voice acting, terrible soundtrack, and terrible storyline. Mason, please add... A clip of a soundtrack right here. Gotcha. You follow a couple as they scratch us and solve the mystery of something called the crest. Not only did it have an American launch, it was also followed up with a Amer- uh, European drop. So the world was broadcasted this shit pile of a game. <laughs> Lucky there wasn't a sequel. And now, finally, come to form software's big home run, Armored Core 2. My fucking favorite of all the Armored Cores. Um, this was honestly one... It, it, it set... From software on the map. I mean, this game yeah. like literally kicked in teeth. Uh, it had great one-on-one fighting, sword fighting. It was fast-paced customization. I mean, that was super customization, dude. Oh that was, yeah, that was the main draw for yeah, me. Yeah, really totally. Yeah, yeah. It was in, it was oh, ins- yeah. it was insane. I mean, it, it's one of the games that I, I sat down. I, I I believe I walked in and saw my brother playing it on the PlayStation Two. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Is this like Gundam? And he was like, yeah, it's like Gundam but cooler. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck off. Uh, so it was a really cool mech game. Um, From Software did something so left field after Armored Core 2 that nowadays people wouldn't believe that it came from From Software and the the, the creators of Dark Soul. We're talking about cookies and fucking cream. <laughs> the bunnies. The bunnies. <laughs> what can I say about this game that the title doesn't already do? You control two bunnies at the same time with the joysticks and try to solve the puzzles that are thrown at you within a timely manner. The bunnies are trying to get to the uh, Moonlight Festival, and you're trying to pretty much – it's like a race against time. So, like, when one – like, the left side needs help, you, like, jump on a pad, and, like, platforms are raised up for the right side, and then you run through with the right side. And you pretty much both have to cross the finish line at the same time in order to win the level. I will say that if you're listening right now, you should – not pause it, but you should definitely look up a video of this. It's adorable. Because you will not not be – you will not – think it's from software when and, you see it and what's really cool is that from software re-released this title on the 3ds <laughs> i mean you can play yep. this game nowadays mm-hmm. i mean it, it's just insane i mean i want to say it's kind of like conquer's bad fur day but like so much cuter 
It, it's pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in 2004, big changes were coming to the company. It's new Armored Core game and The Last Ravens, which is my first introduction to um, the Armored Core games before I like I, me actually personally sitting down and playing them. Uh, also came with a new face. The face that would change the company for forever. 29-year-old Hidetaki Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Miyazaki, quick, uh, Miyazaki quickly climbed the ladder and became project manager of the new Armored Core game and then followed up by being the director for Armored Core 4 and its sequel in just one year. Miyazaki introduced uh, the new game, Trial by Fire type of game that they've been working on to test out the waters of their players to give us Demon Souls on June 25th. 2010. Mason, you want to talk about Demon Souls for a second? Oh, honestly, I haven't played the remake. I just have memories of playing it when it when it first came out. And honestly, the war. Okay, so I I had mentioned earlier I picked it up from filming video and started playing it, and I returned it. It's just because you have to realize at that time there was nothing like it. Absolutely was, not. It, you know, it wasn't your typical game. Like I was expecting RPG going in there, get my you know mm-hmm. my guy, you know, do some venturing, whatever, blah blah blah. No, no, it's just straight death. It's just not. It's not fun to a certain point if you don't know what it is. Like in retrospect, I would love it now, but at the time, it just pissed me off. Yeah, you know ab- what I'm saying. Ab- absolutely. Uh, Dark's. I mean, Demon Souls. I. I. He got it. For the PlayStation Four, for your con- for your computer or something like that. I I, I got it for my computer eventually. Yeah, whenever yeah. you you mm-hmm. were living at my house, we I sat down and yeah. watched you play it over and over, and you couldn't get past the first. It boss. Was and just, you're one of the best Dark Souls players I know. It's different. It's not honestly. I'm glad it's not called Dark Souls because it's not like Dark Souls. It's similar, but it's just it's a completely different experience. If you ask me, Dakota, did you did you have you stepped into the I've... Demon Souls level or realm? I've done. I I've played the. Like, remake a little bit better i never played like the software like version but i like watched videos and whatnot my brother did play it when they like that came out because he likes pain i hate getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> but he, he played it and i just remember it because he's always mad for like that whole two or three weeks while he's trying to play just leave him alone <laughs> just, just exactly <laughs> I, I, there are times, uh, so Stephanie, she, she works for uh, a company, a trucking company, and she's, uh, she's pretty much like their HR. Like when, when something happens, she's the safety person and they, she gets phone calls. She had to work from home a few weeks ago and, uh, Elden Ring just came out. I mean, talk about fucking pain. Like I'm in the background yelling, fuck, fuck, (laughs) fuck you, fuck this. While she's at work. Yeah, while she's at work. And she has to explain to every single truck driver that gets on her phone, like, what's going on back there? You got somebody, like, angrily screaming at somebody. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you in a good good environment right now? That's how much these games really fucking get to me. Uh, despite its ter- okay, but despite Demon Souls' terrible showing on the 2009 Tokyo Game Con, sales were rough at first. But after the word got around and the extremely difficult about its streaming extremely difficult game and fighting style, people became interested. Sony refused to publish the game internationally, so the company called Atlas uh, picked it up for the rights for distributing and getting in, uh, the world ready for the future of gaming. Saying Dark Souls put from software on the map is a massive understatement. It was released for the PlayStation 3 and the 360 in 2012 and uh, sold over 13 million copies worldwide and holds the record for most sold games release date for Bandai Namco. Dark Souls cemented Miyazaki's role from From Software by creating this game. A sequel to Dark Souls will be shortly worked on, but without Miyazaki at the helm. 
which is wild. Yeah. I thought Miyazaki was on board with every single one, but he was only yes. he was only the director. He had two other people step in and, and create this game for him. Uh, despite not having Miyazaki, the game did an amazing uh, did amazing. Not my favorite, but went into selling 2.5 million copies worldwide. Now, can you talk about your experiences with Dark Souls? I know you and Riley both have some great stories about uh, Dark Souls 2. I mean, I I said fuck that when I saw the curse <laughs> and all the bullshit that came with that fucking game. I was like, nah, I'm good. I mean, there's a lot of mechanics that are are in two that aren't in one and three. There's a lot of things they changed with with uh, just how that game plays. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I I really like two. It is a it's it's more slower paced. It's more methodical. Like you actually need to know what you're doing. You can't just run into a situation and figure it out. Like it's. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's harder, but it's definitely it's a different paced game. It's slower in my mind. So do you, do you think it belongs with the Dark Souls series just because it has the same title? Do you think it belongs with the trilogy? I do because like their, like their whole history, you go from one to two and then three and you see the things they learned and you see the things that they were trying and then you see them slowly perfecting you know the, the method, the, the formula. So what I mean, yeah, I would consider it a Souls. What about you, Dakota? Did you have any uh, trial by fire with Dark Souls 2? Because uh, I absolutely did not want any piece of that shit. So I thought it being two, it would be better than the first one. Like, oh, okay, they'll make it easier. They'll actually have a tutorial. Like, I can, like, wind up my pitch. <laughs> it was like, okay, Dark Souls 1, you're getting kicked in the nuts. But Dark Souls 2, you're paying for it and getting kicked in the nuts. And now you're out of money and you're in pain. It's like, there's no good here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure two wasn't two the one where if you kept dying it kept lowering your max yes. HP. Yes. Yes. Had, yes. Yeah, and you only had so many of like your humanities. I'm pretty sure in that one. Yes. Yeah. That was a. That I was lost my humanity quick. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I that that's something that I couldn't get down with. Like uh, and it, it uh, like if you got cursed, like the the amount of health that you lost was permanently gone until you went to like you had to go up like this mountain and get to the church and get like blessed and then you're finally fine and then you have to go back through the basilisk who again curse you and you have to turn around and go right, right back, back up that fucking hill dude <laughs> i am so not saying it's easy uh, yeah yeah, fucking, yeah <laughs> absolutely I, I avoided it oh, like the fucking geez. plague hey everybody this is diabetic daddy from misfortunate media this podcast is sponsored by better help Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Not dealing well with stress? Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now, you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself, because you are your greatest asset. Special offer to Misfortunate Media listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com Misfortunate. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash misfortunate. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. But um, so uh, now we're on to the game that got me into the this whole bullshit storm of, of Dark Souls lore. Bloodborne. Bloodborne was released March 24th, 2015. 
Miyazaki was a massive fan of H.P. Lovecraft, Bram mm-hmm. Stoker, and George R.R. R. Martin, as you could, could tell. I mean, it's got that whole, like... It's the vibe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and what's really cool is they flew the game development team out to Romania and the Czech Republic. I to... remember watching uh, something about that when it was, like, coming out. Like, I, they did, like, a whole, like, little, like, mini-series about them going there and checking out the castles and looking at all the fucking stuff dude and they fucking landed that dude i mean they yeah. fucking stuck with that landing i yeah. mean it was so mm-hmm. so insane i mean you you feel like you're a hunter that is just fucking thrown to the wolves and you're just got all these beautiful castles you got the hardest boss of any fucking game in that motherfucker the orphan did you ever beat the orphan i know i don't think you ever played bloodborne no i you? haven't finished it the orphan of chaos yeah, I know who you're talking about though. It yeah. is ranked. I think it's like ranked like three or four on hardest fucking bosses of any game up to date right now. I don't think I ever beat him. I know Jake did, um, uh, but it was it was just something I I could not get behind. Um, so uh, did you beat uh, Bloodborne? No, not you. What? Dakota. Oh, Dakota. Yeah. Did you? Oh. Did you... No, uh, I I never even got to the little fan. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, I like I remember getting to like bits and pieces, but when it came to fighting like people, I wasn't the best with that. Obviously, if you can tell from everything I've been saying so far about Dark Souls <laughs> and just getting kicked in the nuts. Um, but you know, I I did like to explore because like you're right, they nailed it with the graphics and like the world building and everything. That is what really like I love the most about the game because. You go to all kinds of places, like some of the secrets, if you've ever looked them up on YouTube, to find, like, you know, if you kill that giant eyeball thing, it gets you to, like, a hidden path and all this other stuff. Oh, like, yeah. How, the, the, the think about how many, like, steps ahead they have to think about that, just to find the Easter egg. Yeah, and that, that's, what's, mm-hmm. that's what's incredible about the Dark Souls series, the Soulsborne series, is that there's so many treasure points that you just don't know the first run through mm-hmm. i mean whenever those games come out it takes a couple weeks for somebody to post some kind of youtube video where it's like this is a secret weeks. right here yeah it also is- takes a community of people there's no possible way mm-hmm. one person can figure this stuff out like people get together and they try to find all this hidden stuff and sometimes it takes months or even years you know yeah absolutely and it, it drives it drives me nuts whenever i sit there and i i hear someone talk about oh i beat bloodborne oh i beat dark souls oh i beat elden ring in three days you didn't play the fucking game you man yeah you, you sat mm-hmm. there and you're like i'm gonna go through the storyline and i'm gonna beat all the bosses and i'm gonna consider it done it's like dude you missed it's so not much. even half the game <laughs> like i'm like the riley was talking about um you know he met someone today that said he had already ran through the game like two or three times and it's like okay, but did you do this? And they're like, no. Did you do that? No. I just did all the bosses and I called it good. And it's like, mm, Did you play the game? Yeah. yeah. Did you actually enjoy it? Did you walk around? Like when Mason says I'm perpetually lost, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, like a stroll through the fucking park for me. I see, and those are all the new people to the From Software games. They're just like, what do you mean? There's only one way to play it. There's one story. And it's just like, that's not what nope. FromSoft is. FromSoft is an adventure. It's discovery. How many covenants did you join, motherfucker? Did right? you get the achievement point? <laughs> no? Fucking get out of here, scrub. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Tom with the Magic Wand from Misfortunate Media. If you made it this far in the episode, we stopped for a beer run. But check out our other shows, our deep dive show, Morning Cup of Chaos, our anime show, Now I Mention Everything, and our new show, Meta Misfortune. You can check us out on any streaming platform or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, so, uh, Bloodborne, I mean, it was very heavily 
pushed on by you know uh, Miyazaki's love interest with this with these with these with these characters and these role models. I mean, the the game itself, the atmosphere, everything is completely different from a Dark Souls game. Um, so you're either with it or you're not. Mason has been on the fence about playing Bloodborne since it pretty much fucking came out. I respect that though. No shields, man. Need I my shields. I respect that. Need my shield. I'm not a shield <laughs> user, man. Um, you have a gun though. Yeah, you have a gun. Can I block with it? No, but you get a cannon <laughs> and you can blow people away. That was my shit though. I bring out the cannon, I would max out my bullets and just like unload. Well, like I've also said before in the past, I, I just from my childhood, I, I'm a big proprietor of like medieval knights and armor and all that stuff. So I just like the aesthetic of Dark Souls more in general. I'm not saying Bloodborne's not a great game; it's cool. It's just not. I was gonna say, my thing. you better watch out because what I'm about to say is gonna blow your fucking mind. Um, <laughs> so they went to the Czech Republic and Romania to get a good reference for the scenery of Bloodborne, which is why it is now recognized by the Bloodborne souls community as a masterpiece i mean i'm not going to argue with that i think aesthetically it is <laughs> one of the, probably up there with elden ring they'll probably never make a second mm-hmm. one because they don't need to they don't need to i yeah. wish they would have i thought at one point i was like you know i'd really like a second one but like they put enough dlc out yes and i still can't beat the dlc <laughs> i've been playing that game for like 12 fucking years i can't do it um so dark souls 3 the ember to Mason's heart. Mm-hmm. It was released on April 12th, 2016, and it is the last of its series. It was the first Souls game to return to Honor Rolando, the Firelink Shrine, and a few other places from Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. Whenever you played that, did you get like flashbacks? I mean, well, so from what I can remember, when I did uh, the first Dark Souls, it was you were going, uh, what was it? You were going up. Into the castle, and the third one you were like coming down from the castle. Yep. So like, it was just like a whole uh, back to form. It was cool to to visit the places and see how time affected them and how the different bosses were weren't there and what you know didn't. That's my favorite game of, of them all. I mean, you've beaten it how many times? <laughs> <laughs> I platinumed it finally. That's all that matters. <laughs> he was like, I think I'm two achievement points away from platinuming it. It's like two or three. Holy it was all the rings and all, all the emotes. Yep, and I couldn't the last get them. Two. Yep, and I couldn't get them. And like Mason's like, oh, if you just you know grind like me, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm happy with having 98 percent up there. Like I'm I'm fucking happy with that. Well, my my stipulation to myself was I I wouldn't have earned my soul's tattoo unless I platinum it. So well, I got... you just, you just you wear that shit well, man. Honestly. <laughs> uh, we have a we have a group chat called Soul the Souls Boys, and when we play Dark Souls, when we play any kind of Souls game style, we link up. I mean, we've got what six people in our arsenal right Seven, now? Seven I people think, in yeah. our arsenal. It's the entire cast of uh, Misfortunate Media, and then we also plus, a couple. plus yeah. Corey, and we're always up for playing other people. Holden McNeely from Wizard and the Bruiser. If you hear this, which you know. It would be cool if you did. I'm fucking challenging you. <laughs> My name is Atlas Doom on PlayStation Network. If you want to go 1v1, bro, I'm fucking ready for it. I know that he's a big fucking Elden Ring fan, and I'm fucking ready. So, um, yeah, Dark Souls 3. I mean, I, I, I want to say I technically, quote-unquote, beat it like... I don't know. We did a run through with Jake Mason and I several times. I mean, we new game plus. I want to say like three or four. We beat it in the sense that we did all the bosses too, even the optional ones. We did multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about the hardest fucking boss of that game? What's his name? 
I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to even fucking <laughs> say it. I got PTSD because of <laughs> So what's that dude's name? That's Dark Eater Madeer. Oh, my God. How many times <laughs> did we die to that fucking asshole? Big Dagron, too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota, I don't know if you ever got to that part. He's a secret boss. Uh, he's pretty much the end game boss um, of Dark Souls. You don't have to technically beat him. Well, no. There's, there's like three or four end game bosses. Yeah. Uh, but, um, Madeer is honestly the biggest asshole in all of those games. He's got like one hit moves. I mean, you gotta like be perfect at your shit and dark souls, any dark souls game. If you summon other players, the harder the fucking boss yep. gets, yes, exactly. and we would go in there squad fucking deep. I'm talking like four to five people going up against Madeer oh, God. and Madeer would just wreck us. You'd have to be lucky enough to find somebody. You'd have to be lucky to find, you know, obviously I'm a tank, Jake's a tank, Mason's a mage, so we would need to sit there and really think about the people that we'd pull into our lobby just to take this fucking asshole out. I mean... He just does a couple moves that are almost barely... They're just hard to dodge. It's just... It's it's a broken fight from the beginning. Yeah, so. but I mean, you know... Which FromSoft does on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, just, oh, exactly. Just so you break your fucking controller. I don't yeah. know about you, Dakota, but I've broken... Uh, like six controllers playing Dark Souls, Bloodborne, any of those games. I, I, I get so angry and I spike the controller into the ground. And <laughs> I've seen it. Break the <laughs> shit out of them. Um, so, uh, Did you play three, Dakota? Um, so I told you my experience with one and two. I finally learned my lesson in three and just like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it, it takes a special player to play these games, man. Uh, you know, it, 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 it just goes to show it's not a quality of player. It's how much abuse you're willing to fucking take to get. Yeah, if you're a masochist. Yeah, to get good. I mean, you know, that, that slogan that's for Elden Ring, get good. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. get fucked. <laughs> get fucked. How many times are you willing to get your fucking dick beaten to the ground before you're like, all right, I need to go do something else. Um, So Dark Souls was released in uh, April 12th, 2016, and is the last of its series. Dark Souls 3 answered absolutely nothing that the players wanted us to, to figure out. I mean, it's a pretty vague fucking storyline. You kind of have to, like, put the puzzle pieces together by playing all of them. Um, and whenever I get done talking about the history of From Software, Mace is going to be chiming in with the, the lore of Dark Souls. I mean, it's going to be a rough one. What what I do know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it, it's, something, it's something that lacks... There's so many holes in the puzzle. <laughs> well, you know how, like in other games, you get like collectibles. Like the one in Dark Souls, the collectibles, like the item descriptions, tell the story of the game. Like if you don't read item descriptions and go through and read everything you pick up, you're not gonna know what the fuck's going on. Which is, I mean, fair enough. Some people don't care. I so, don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, whenever I, whenever you and your son live with me, and Cole would be like, "Hey, check out this story from Dark Souls." I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care, but I don't understand it. Let me guess. Everybody dies in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh. So. Um, after Dark Souls three, Miyazaki said it was a huge turning point for him and the company. He went from being a game dev to the president of From Software. In 31 years, the company went from, you know, selling office bullshit to being one of the most recognizable game companies mm-hmm. out there. Um, 
having one of my favorite game series with the challenges still to this day wreck my entire life. Miyazaki will forever go down as one of the best game devs of our time. And I believe that is a solid, solid statement to make when it comes to this game series. I'll say him and Kojima are both geniuses. Okay, so I don't know. Um, Elden Ring, I haven't really gotten much story from. I don't, I mean, it was obviously released a couple weeks ago. It is something that when I downloaded it, I spent six hours in the tutorial area just grinding. Yeah, because your, your game was installed. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't wait to play it because it was night of launch, so I just kept playing it over and over and over again, and I, I, I got like 10,000 souls in the first area. I think I jumped up like maybe three or four levels, and then I tried to fight oh. the tree sentinel, and it just fucking wrecked mason riley and i just constantly <laughs> we could not get past this fucking asshole that was a love letter from uh miyazaki to 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 his fans putting the tree sentinel right outside the start of the game <laughs> oh my god i feel like and and you know um this game is obviously designed from the anime berserk callback callback but we, uh, you know, whenever we sit there and we see, like, the giant swords in the ground, what do you think about? You think about guts. Yeah. When you see the armor, what do you think about? It's, guts. Yeah. When you see the demons, you think about Berserk. I mean, honestly, and that's, that's just something that Miyazaki has, has said forward that he is a big fan of Berserk, the anime, the show. I mean, the mangas, everything. The mangaka. You know, this guy, he took the best parts of of this anime and the show and turned it into one of the most vicious fucking games I've ever fucking played. And to see how the graphics go from dark souls one into what it is now with Elden ring, mm -hmm. it's fucking revolutionary. I mean, whenever you first walk out and you see this giant golden tree and you see this fucking asshole, the big tree. yeah, you see this fucking asshole across the way on this fucking big ass fucking horse and you know you got this dickhead told telling you that you're a virgin pretty much like right <laughs> out the fucking gate i mean it's a giant slap in the yeah i know you fucked up and killed that guy right a fucking way I, <laughs> I came over to his house right before we went to go record and he was like yeah so um i pretty much have this game beat there's only a couple things i'm missing and i was like oh yeah what's that man he's like so you remember that guy that I killed at the beginning of the game? I'm like, yeah, the guy that I did a couple quests for. And he's like, yeah, I don't have those done because I killed him the first five seconds of the <laughs> new game plus. <laughs> new game plus. Sign me up. <laughs> so, uh, Dakota, do you have any experience with the, the Elden Ring series right now? So I'll be honest. I've not played it yet. It's one of those things that's on my list. I just got other games I want to finish because I don't want to. Because that's a game that's going to take time. And I hate picking something up and not finishing it. You know what I mean? Smart man. It's going to take a long time. I'm just over 200 hours in, and I'm still on my first playthrough. I think so. I'm only like 50 hours deep, but Mason and I are pretty much the same level, but he's explored so I've much I've just walked more. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the horse mechanism. I think the fact that you get a fucking yes. horse in this game is wonderful because the map is fucking ginormous. Kaled is my fucking go-to place. Like... You know, you need a horse. Yeah, you need a fucking horse in that game. I don't think I would be as entertained with Elden Ring if I didn't have a horse to fucking get me from place to place. Because there are moments in that game where Mason's like, "Oh, I I need you to trans. I need you to run over here." And it's like, "Oh, you mean this like five hour walk for me? Like, how am I supposed to get over there?" But 
you know, when it comes to these games, the the beauty, the the animation, and the yes. fighting honestly overshadows the storyline. And we don't need a storyline, but for the Dark Souls storyline that we do have, Mason, I'm going to go ahead and give you the torch. Of just all Dark Souls in general? Just the storyline, just a rough okay, storyline. I mean, so, honestly, I have researched the story of all the games. I've watched, you guys probably, if you know anything about Souls, Vadi Vidya, he's a YouTuber. He does amazing lore videos about the Souls series. He goes into extreme depth, hours and hours and hours and hours of contents. I mean, I was in my car for three hours the other day driving out of state, and I was just listening to lore about Dark Souls. But I mean, honestly, the theme of all of it is just, you know, uh, you basically start as no one. You're either a tarnished or, you know, an ashen one or basically a nobody. And then you fight your way to becoming the Lord of the of the of the, of the you know, the the universe that you're in right now. And this is all that, you know, you're you're a normal sized person and you just fight all of these giant, you know, dragons and demons and monsters. Mm-hmm. And it's just. It's it's I don't know. It's very empowering. When you picture a storybook ending or a fairy tale, you have the knight going against the dragon. You are that fucking knight, and if you take that one, let's go ahead and put it Dakota's story on this left turn, you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> you're gonna fucking die. Doesn't matter the level, and that's another crazy thing about Dark Souls. The leveling doesn't matter for all those people that are like, I'm already like level three hundred. It's like okay, I level my guy up so I could use equipment. Yeah, I want the good equipment. I want to be able to like hold the sword that I'm trying to use. I want to be able to use the armor that I've been looking at as like, oh, that's cool. Because guess what? That stuff doesn't fucking matter. That was one of the first things I told you. Yeah. Like, what armor should I wear? I was like, it doesn't matter. Don't get hit. <laughs> yeah. Because guess what? Yes. Uh, you're still going to die from starter player uh, yeah. basic bitch number one. I mean, you, the first guy you walk out on. I mean, you have to go when you go back to fight Gundir, the champion. Uh, when you go back to fight them, those same bad guys from the beginning of the goddamn game are still right there. And guess what? They could still, they still kill you. Fucking yeah. kill you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's what I've tried to explain to people that, that have come up to me and said, I've already beaten the game. I'm like, you didn't beat the game. You played the game <laughs> yeah. and you ran through it. You, you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot of a story when it comes to these Dark Souls games. There's there's not a lot. I mean, uh, I mean, we have the Lords of Cinder from the third one. You're you're a lonely dude. You're the Ashen one. Can you're you? The, oh, Ashen one. There we go. <laughs> That's from Waifu. Oh, right I here. love it. Waifu Prime <laughs> Maximum. She is such a babe. Firekeeper. Uh, give her the eyes. She's worth it. She touches your pee pee end of the table. But uh, <laughs> Mason's dream. She does. But. <laughs> Is he not? I am not nodding in agreement. Uh, I wish I can't wait for our podcast to be a visual one because that was golden. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, you go from being this—I uh, I don't know the premise of Dark Souls One because it was what it was a game that I did not sit through. You're supposed to ring the bells of awakening and then end up fighting Lord Gwyn, who was the first Fire Lord, I believe. I so they all. The third one I know is you link the fires, and that's another thing I was going to say. In at least in three and Elden Ring, there's multiple endings depending on what you want to do in the game. You can you kill can, the fire link shrine. Yeah, you keeper. can link the fire. You can bring about the age of darkness. You can do nothing. You know, it's like that's why the replayability is really good in these games too, because there's multiple endings that you can get in in these games. And that's that's the the beauty of it. My uh, my PlayStation background. I don't know what the fuck that is. A little picture 
that you have that you can take and upload the cover cover photo. Yeah. The cover okay. photo. My cover photo is me looking down upon the solar eclipse, which is a berserk reference. You're looking down and you see the Lord of Cinder sitting in the middle of the field, but you have this giant fucking moon with this beam going up it. And you're like, okay, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns out to be the biggest bitch in the game. Yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> no, and that's that's the most like, upsetting thing. Who are the who's the guy that you fight in the desert? Oh, uh, uh the slave knight Gale. Yeah, slave knight Gale. That would have people been a... people unanimously say he's probably the last boss of three. I mean, he's technically not, but he's the last DLC boss. Yeah, so. but he's he's, he's fucking... a better fight than the the soul of Cinder. If you ask uh, me. His second form is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Lord of Cinder is like, oh, no, I'm gonna shoot magic, and it's like, well, that's pretty fucking lame. I'm yeah. kind of tired of this <laughs> fight already. I think I I think I one v one him, and I I killed him a couple times, and I was like, this is not cool because I shouldn't be able to do this, I, especially for the last fucking boss of the game. Yeah. All right. So Elden Ring. What have you learned about Elden Ring so far? It's I the mean, shattering man. The shattering. So. So basically, there was a you're in the lands between. It was ruled by these godlike people, and the whole. So the premise starts with we don't know what happened with the ring, like why the Elden Ring shattered. But basically, all these gods were in power, and uh, the mother disappeared, and then the the Elden Ring ended up shattering. So they ended up like these assassins came and killed some of the gods, and then when that happened, they they stole their rune, is what it is, and. The world basically started went into a war. All of the children of the main god went to separate parts of the lands between, and that's why when you play the game, there's different soldiers. It's because they're all under a different demigod, and they're all trying to fight to get the other person's rune to get the Elden Ring back. Is what it is basically. So, is your character trying to bring forth the Elden Ring? Is trying to combine the, the runes that you have, or the? Well, that's why that... you kill the bosses to get their runes, their great runes. Okay, so but, I mean, I've always spent those on swords. I mean, what does that mean for the? No, no, the... even even that's the remembrance. Oh, that's like their right. that's like their memory, like their soul of them. But when you kill them, you get a rune. Is what it is. Um, but like I was gonna say, so. <laughs> When you start the game, you think that you're supposed to do one thing, but as the story goes on, you can choose to do multiple different things at the end. You can you know, become the Elden Lord and unify everybody. You can burn the fucking world if you want. You can bring upon death to everyone. You can bring upon eternal night. Like You can decide to be whatever lord you want to be at the end of the day. And that's crazy about this game, yeah. man. There are multiple, 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 multiple endings, and they are all fantastic in their own way, especially with those sweet fucking achievements that you get. <laughs> right. And the cinematics are dope. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Dakota, I know you're not a big fucking... I mean, you're not the best Elden Ring player, but I, I highly recommend okay, it. No. And if you if when and if you get this game, I highly suggest you adding Mason and I. We'll fucking help you. Oh, I'll, yes. Mason, I definitely will. I will show you the way. I'll show you the way. <laughs> Can you believe that this game is only a 10-year difference from Dark Souls 1? And it's like... Wow, they blew up. Like they, I was you know, they went from that ugly girl in high school to like the babe in college. Yo, Jake. Yo, what's up, dude? You want to get swole? Yeah. You want to get tough? Hell yeah. Let me tell you about this kick-ass gym called Earn That Given Barbell. Whoa, how much is it, dude? It's $30 for a membership for 24-7 access. What kind of lifting is there? There's powerlifting and strongman equipment. Check them out at the Dubuque County Fair on July 30th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's what's crazy is to see where they came from to where they are at now. I mean, Elden Ring has been a long-awaited game. And if you look back, I mean, 
the graphics were terrible for one, but I mean, it was just it was so ahead of its yeah. time. But at the same time, it was such a rough fucking game that just, I mean, there are so many things that aren't in Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring that were a prevalent part of Dark Souls 1. Like we said, like if you die, you lose your health. You don't get it yes. back. You don't get it back. If you get cursed, you don't get that shit back. You gotta, you have to fight for that shit back. I mean, and that's that's the hardest part about this shit is you have to fight for who you are in this fucking game. That's I why mean, it's so rewarding. So fucking rewarding. <laughs> now to end this episode, we are going to do a quote from Miyazaki himself. Um, if you had a game that said, "Oops, you're dead." Now switch the game off. It wouldn't be very successful. So you do need to have something to teach and there be learned from. We feel that death in the video game is a positive experience. And you learn from so much from your single death. And that is exactly right. A lot of the time, I don't learn from my mistakes. I don't. I walk right back into that same exact fucking trap. Ooh, shiny. And I fucking walk into that pit of spikes. Uh, playing with me is possibly probably one of the hardest things to do um when i play i prioritize items shiny yeah Ooh, piece of candy Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. that's me literally the entire game <laughs> anytime i play a souls game i see that shiny object in the corner of the fucking room and i cannot wait to get it oh. even if i'm fighting a fucking boss dude you're miyazaki's favorite customer i know <laughs> i know it's all for you yeah yeah see and that's the best part is like when i'm playing with mason mason's like hey don't grab that item right away. There's a guy around the corner. I'm like, okay. And I run straight towards like, that. No, I got it. <laughs> like, okay. You say so. Instant death. He's like, I fucking told you. And then I lost an ember. And All right. Can we talk about the one thing that I uh, refuse to do? It's not fucking grace. It's a bonfire. I was about to say, we're stuck in our ways. It's not fucking ruins. It's, it's souls. souls. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the fire. Or it's not a... Uh, what what's the home base? Firelink Shrine. No, I was talking about for Blood or for Elden Ring. The round table. Hold. The round table. It's not the round table. It's the Firelink fucking Fire shrine. shrine. <laughs> With that, I am your fearless fucking leader. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in to our deep dive. And with that, I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. I just want to go ahead and plug all of our shows. Uh, we have Morning Cup of Chaos, Men of Misfortune, and obviously, and now I mention everything, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Please like, subscribe us. Uh, we have a Patreon that is building up. We're adding all kinds of crazy uh, content. Uh, please send us to your friends, family, get our name out. We're blowing up all over the world, except for you, Australian. I'm coming for your ass. <laughs> I swear to God, you down under fucks, we're coming. Uh, but please, 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 please like, follow, share, subscribe. Get our name out there. Help, help this business grow. And with that, I am Fearless Leader Tyler Campbell. And you got your boy Mason here. And with that... I'm going to go ahead and let our guests plug his own shows. Go ahead, Dakota. So, uh, my name is Dakota Justice, but my gamer tag is ZLance1993. And right now, uh, I mainly do YouTube. I will eventually get to Twitch or Facebook Gaming Live. Um, so far, from what I'm seeing, Facebook Gaming Live seems like more the direction I'm going to end up going uh, once I have more of a consistent schedule. But essentially, I love to do Let's Plays, but I want to do something dark, something 
that, you know, isn't just like the happy, you know, everyone's playing this game. I like to try and focus more so on like the horror aspect and a lot of like new or like less popular titles. And then every now and then throw in something a little bit more lighthearted just to, after being jumped, scared over and over again, something to say, kind of calm my nerves because if anyone's ever gone on like a horror movie marathon, you know you need something to break up that. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to drive behind a car that has, you know, metal pipes all stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Final Destination shit. Oh my god, I still don't, to this day, ever since then, still don't do it. Do never, don't... I see that, I'm three lanes over. Do, do, do you like how that movie fucked up a whole generation of us? <laughs> <laughs> We're all traumatized. Like, I feel like I should sue, like, you know, one of those class action lawsuits. Have you been hit or damaged by this product? Go ahead and call us today. Like, yes. Can I sue Final Destination for what they did to me mentally? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they need to go bankrupt. Um, But yeah, if you have any ideas for Dakota to go ahead and you know, review on his YouTube channel. Please send us an email at menamisfortune at gmail.com. We will definitely pass the word off on to Dakota. He will definitely do and view your favorite games and yes. you know, build up his content, dude. And with that, I want a community. Oh yeah. And with that, I, I just want to say thank you guys again for checking out our, our, our show, you know, and following us. I mean, we're blowing up all across the world. I mean, if you guys haven't added us on Facebook or Instagram, we've definitely shown our progression map and it is fucking wild how how popular the show has gotten even with just you know us doing our thing talking about (laughs) talking about boy shit dude some midwest boys oh yeah all right with that i believe we are fucking out